everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts. And this week, I'm happy to welcome Mr. Tyler Demery to the show. Mr. Demery is the choir director at Galesburg High School. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, how you ended up in Galesburg. Sure. Uh, so I am originally from southern Kansas, uh, ended up going to school uh, at a few different colleges, but finally graduated from Western Illinois University. And during my time there, I and uh, toured with their choir through Galesburg a couple of times, which is how I came to know of the program and of the school itself. Uh, so after I was out teaching for a year back in Kansas, I, I heard that this uh, position had opened up and got really excited and applied and ended up uh, coming here to teach. And it's been awesome so far. Well, and we're really thrilled that you're here. I'm, I want to, because you have a, a couple of unique things about you that, that our listeners probably don't, aren't usually going to talk to somebody from Kansas because we don't get a lot of Kansans around here. Uh, happy to have you, but uh, so Southern Kansas. So like near what, how big a town are you from? Yeah. So my hometown is Winfield. Uh, there's about 7,000 people, 8,000 people, something close to that. It's maybe 30 minutes from the border of Oklahoma. So it's, it's really on the, on the Southern side of, of Kansas there. Yeah. So that's uh, about how many hours from here? Uh, let's see. I've made the drive twice now, and it's about nine hours. Yeah, so it's a hike. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a hike. So yeah, that's uh, how does one get from from Southern Kansas to Macomb, Illinois, for college? Like, I'm, we're very lucky all this stuff out, but you have to be one of the only people that this ended up happening to. Uh, I would assume so. Uh, so I had a really awesome choir director at the first college that I was in attendance at, um, uh, Dr. Brian Winnie. And he ended up leaving that position to go to Western. Um, and I, I was really locked into what he was teaching. So I ended up uh, following him to Western. And, and that's how I got to the, the central Illinois area. So we have Dr. Winnie getting a new job to thank for you being here with us today. I would think so. Yeah. Wow. That's just, <laughs> it's interesting how those yeah. little small occurrences in life can lead uh, people in a different way. So yeah, that's, absolutely. that's, I'm always fascinated by those things. So, yeah. Uh, this is your first year here at Galesburg, but um, for the listeners out there, when I say choir director, please tell the listeners what does that all entail? Uh, so it is the the planning and rehearsal of choirs, um, you know, teaching how to sing, how to read music, uh, in addition to the public performances. We do a lot of uh, small performances in class for each other, uh, but it's just all about singing and how to manipulate the voice into doing whatever you would like it to do for the specific song that we happen to be to be singing at the time. So give give us an example like you when you say teaching someone to manipulate your voice a mm -hmm. certain way give give me an example of what you mean. Yeah, so there are 12 parts of the voice ish depending on who you ask. 12. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> uh so inquire we learn how to like for example make a really bright sound. Um, so we do different ploys, like I'll have them say like Aflac, which is a little brighter um, compared to something more operatic like Aflac. And then we try and maintain that sound. Like right now we're doing uh, a concert series that's kind of music around the world. And a lot of non uh, music from around the world has that sound in it. Um, so we do a lot of the brighter sounds and then we try and maintain it in uh, the song that we happen to be singing. So if, if we said, oh, I don't know, Eastern European sound, like what, 
how is that different than say um south asian sound um let's see south asian i really don't know a whole lot about south asian music i'll so be I'll honest put you on the spot here. <laughs> uh but eastern uh europe like the bulgaria area actually we did a bulgarian folk song which that is uh, that is like the brightest sound you can you can make oh. um and uh, we're really not used to making those kinds of sounds in the united states so it's really like pushing the choir outside of their comfort zone um and then seeing really what it relates to which in reality like a really crazy bright bulgarian folk song sound is not too far dissimilar to like a typical opera sound oh um, yeah what's do you i mean i i'm just fascinated like how does how does a region develop a certain sound i mean have you gotten any of the study of that like mm. how that even occurred um you know that's a really great question uh and in, in all honesty i'm not sure um like the etymology of the sound right is something that i haven't really studied i just know I listen to their music and kind of understand that this is the sound that they create a lot of the time. Um, and then I kind of go from there, but not really before that. So that's a really interesting area that I should probably know more about. That's nah, okay. <laughs> yeah, my, my sister has her doctorate in piano and she wrote her mm -hmm. dissertation on Norwegian pianists from the 1800s. Like they, like that wow. sounds like a leaflet to me, but she, <laughs> I mean, she has a whole book about it. So, yeah. I mean, there are people out there who study oh, that absolutely. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not one of them. I just thought, well, <laughs> hey, maybe you are. Uh, I thought that'd be pretty interesting, but uh, maybe we'll do that as a, uh, a joint research project at some point. We'll do etymology of sound. That sounds That's pretty awesome. Actually, sounds pretty fun to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so uh, if you walk into your room, uh, there are some Ted Lasso references in there, yes. are there not? Absolutely. So give me, and if you are a listener out there and you've not seen Ted Lasso, this next part might not make any sense to you. Yeah. That is your fault. You need to see Ted Lasso because it's agree. probably the greatest show ever made. Absolutely agree. Right. So make sure you go out and see Ted Lasso. Stop right now. Watch two seasons of Ted Lasso. Pause. Then come back. Listen to the rest of this. This will make total sense. Yeah. So you go into your room. What do we see from Ted Lasso? So I have I have two posters that are Ted Lasso references or quotes. Um, a, Ted Lasso, the, the character in the show, has like every single word out of his mouth, mouth is like a quote that you could give to somebody that's just so like meaningful and impactful which is why i love the show partially uh but i have a sign above my door which is just big and it's on yellow paper with uh just painter's tape taped up it doesn't look super clean or refined but just says believe um and in the show he in the first episode he puts that up um for for his his um not students, his team, <laughs> his team, uh, to see every time they go in his office or exit the exit the room. And mine is set up in such a similar way that every time they either enter or exit, they get to see that sign and, and hopefully believe in, in what they're doing as a as a choir team. And then my all time favorite quote from Ted Lasso is be curious, not judgmental. And I have that really big on one of my windows in my office. So what does that mean to you? Because that's in a great scene when they're when he's playing darts with the former owner of the of the team, and and he's talking about to to Rupert uh, to be curious, not judgmental. But what yeah. what what is the significance of that for you? Yeah. So as and it's so relevant to to choir, I think. So we are so mm, set up to be self conscious about how we perceive our voice, like it's just part of being a human. Um, you know, everything that we present uh, as ourselves, which our voice is such a personal thing, that we're afraid to, to put it out there. Um, so it's an invitation to do so in a hopefully non-judgmental way is the, the whole goal of, of the choir program. That's a great message. Yeah. 
That's a, so um, let, let's let's digress a little bit more into Ted Lasso. So uh, let's let's give people an elevator speech. If you haven't seen it, why do you believe everybody should see Ted Lasso? I think Ted Lasso is the most like brilliantly written show. It is not just funny in every single aspect of the word, but it also has so many great messages, right? Because this guy, Ted Lasso, is this this coach from Wichita, Kansas, which is why I, I kind of fell in love with the show. Um, and he goes across to, to coach soccer. Um, so totally out of his element. Um, but he does it in such a way that, you know, he isn't there to coach his sport. He's there to coach his team, um, which I think is such a such a cool, cool, powerful thing. And that's why I've, I fell in love with it. And I think that's why it won like 10 Emmys or something like that. Yeah, I think it won them all. Yeah, or, yeah something crazy <laughs> like that, um, which I think speaks so highly of, of the writers and Jason Sudeikis, who's the, the actor that plays Ted Lasso. So, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think that there are uh, so many great life lessons and um, the way that he focuses on the individual growth of everybody on the team rather yeah. than just the outcome of the game. Um, so very obviously translatable to the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. As a teacher, I love that. And yeah. a lot of great things about and with your belief about making sure they believe in themselves, believe in each other, yeah. uh, you know, try new things. I learned today there's 12 parts to the voice. So you got to <laughs> learn to try those 12 out. And uh, uh, that's a, that's a, that's probably going to take a long time for somebody to master all of those. So within yes. a, within a four year high school career, um, you know, how much are you able to get into the 12 parts of voice? So realistically, we touch on all of them at different times. Okay. Um, so depending on, let's, let's kind of, I'll, I'll back up just a moment. So basically there are what I, what I always say is there's six recipes, like think of cooking, okay. right? So in a recipe, there are, you know, how many ingredients in singing a recipe has 12 ingredients okay. has 12 parts of the voice. So I can model say, okay, we're going to sing speech for, I don't know if we're doing a music theater song. So I'll model say, this is how speech sounds try and make that sound. They do it to some degree and continually get better at it. And then if there's one specific part of the voice that kind of is characteristic of that sound, like and like the Easter, like Bulgarian folk song, it's very bright and very forward. There's basically two parts of the voice that create that sound. All the other parts of the voice are working and happening, but two of them specifically are more in focus. So then we can focus on those two for that set of music and then not necessarily put as much focus on the other ones but then if we take the this eastern like this bulgarian song or bulgarian sound which is very bright and very forward and just change one other aspect of the voice it creates opera so it's kind of it, it's like the scaffolding basically we take you know what we've done already add or change one thing for a totally new sound um, depending on what we're doing Wow. Well, there's teaching right there, folks. Make difficult <laughs> things simple, and that's uh, that's how you do it. So that was a textbook <laughs> example of how you teach. That's that's really a wonderful explanation. I appreciate you doing that for yeah. us. Um, so finally, I want to leave with um, we are obviously building on for anybody that's driven by on Fremont Street. We're obviously building onto the south end of the auditorium, mm -hmm. and we're building uh, we're, well, we're renovating the auditorium, um, and we're adding a new uh, choir room. Have you had any? Uh, much opportunity to see the plans, go out there and look at it, go in and see the auditorium. Obviously it's not done, but just to see what the space is going to look like. Yeah. So I saw all the, all the renderings uh, of it and the plans, which is just so exciting. You know, it's a little bit of bigger room. 
um, we're taking out there, there aren't any tiered floors, which is really exciting. Um, so we're able to use this space a little bit, you know, more effectively. Um, and then the auditorium is just, it's just going to be so exciting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I've walked, I walk by it almost every day just to kind of see their progress. Like today, almost all of the insulation is up on right. the outside and like an entire wall of bricks is up uh, where the hallway is going to be. Um, so it's really cool to see all the progress towards that, that, that goal, hopefully. Well, and the goal still is that all that's done before the last day of school is out. So uh, we'll be able to move everything over. Yeah. from your current choir room to that choir room right as school is ending and yeah. uh the goal is still hopefully that if the auditorium is done enough that we can have our last day with staff in that new auditorium space we'll see right uh because we've if we've learned anything it's that the the project is taking longer than we thought it would sure uh but it is definitely coming along yeah and, uh, it is very exciting to see and um, you know, for those out there that are wondering which is which, the choir room is the one on the is the first one. So uh, it's the one closest to uh, the commons area of the high school, uh, and then the the band room is the one on the west side. So the, the choir's on the east side and the band's on the west side, um, and you'll have your offices in between there, which is why there's a little bit of a different space there. So uh, and then the old choir space, the current choir space, will be converted into the junior high choir space. Yep so that we have a lot of opportunities for those folks to work together to Absolutely. do different things uh, you know from a 712 perspective uh, and really build that that program and it's already getting off to a great start we have great teachers you know, we're, now we're going to move into a new schedule yeah different opportunities there and um, you know really excited about um, you know all the opportunities we have with all the classes but as we're talking to you with the fine arts yeah yeah we're very very excited for for new schedule 712 it's going to be really cool yeah, so a lot of great things coming. Uh, last last plug, make sure, once again, go watch Ted Lasso so everything <laughs> we talked about in here is relevant to you. Any last thing you'd like to tell the listeners about you or the choir program or anything else? Uh, come see our next concert, February 22nd. February 22nd, and the concert will be at? Uh, at the high school in the gym. It's the all-district concert, so it'll be 6th grade through 12th grade. All right, the yeah. Thiel Gymnasium, February 22nd, and it begins at is it 5.30 or 6? Uh, I think six, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so check your calendar. Yeah. We'll double check that later. Yeah. But it's it's late <laughs> afternoon, early evening on February 22nd, and it's a, a wonderful night of choir performances yeah. by our students, sixth grade through 12th grade. Well, thank you, Tyler. We look forward to talking to you sometime in the future. Yeah, thank you.